Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, it is fight or flight time in the once golden state of California. Stand by. The doors of the newsroom are locked in the PC. Police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Ram Ledger. Stop tape. This is a very, very important statement because if you look at the attacks that are going on at the foundation of this country, if you look at how all three branches of government have been corrupted, if you look at how this country is being attacked from within, if you look at the candidates, if you look at their agenda, If you look at the damage that our republic has sustained over the last four or five decades in particular, in the end, you can trace it back to one thing. And that is, it is a fundamental attack on the very foundation of this republic, which was based on Christian values. We like to say now Judeo-Christian values, but let's face it. On the Mayflower, there weren't any Jews, okay? So let's get history right here. Yes, we welcome Jews in this country. We welcome um, Muslims. We welcome Hindus. We welcome all faiths. That's what this country is founded upon. The principle that you can practice your religion with freedom and with liberty. The free practice of religion enshrined in the First Amendment of the United States, which is under attack right now, clearly. More on that in a moment. But the foundation of this republic, the reason the folks from Europe came over here 400 years ago on the Mayflower and the Mayflower Compact was to practice Christianity. Okay? This is what's not being taught in school. It's being whitewashed. Oh, yeah, they had the Mayflower. These people came over and the Indians saved them. This is the way it's being taught in school. It's utter nonsense. What saved those people, our forefathers and and foremothers, was God. And a a belief in, in the fundamental belief in Christianity. And the goodness of Christianity, which is what Christianity is based on. And this woman, I don't know her name, but she has a hat that says Jesus matters. <laughs> I laugh because that is what matters. 
your fundamental belief in God, your fundamental belief in Christ, or your fundamental belief in Judeo-Christian values, your fundamental belief in what's being celebrated through the season now, Hanukkah, your fundamental belief in uh, Christmas, your fundamental religious beliefs, that's what matters. And that is what's being attacked. Why? Why would the very foundation of this republic be undermined and calling George Washington nothing more than an old white slave holder and Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and belittling them and James Madison? In order to make over a society, you've got to destroy it. And so if we whitewash the fact that this country was founded on Christian principles and we destroy the framers of our Constitution, James Madison, George Washington, George Mason, and we reduce them to nothing more than mere criminals, then it's a lot easier for Bernie Sanders and Kamala Kamala Homewrecker Harris and Joe Biteme to come forward with their radical agenda to make over this country. If you don't teach the Constitution, it's a hell of a lot easier to destroy the Constitution. Now, this woman is speaking. She's straight out of Compton, by the way. She's speaking in Southern California at a rally to recall the governor of the state of California. Why do you care in New York? Why do you care in Florida? Why do you care in Alabama, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Arizona? Oh, you better care in Arizona. You, all states better care. Because fundamentally what has happened in this country is that California has been an incubator for all these radical ideas. Think 1960s. And these radical ideas had been incubated in California and then spread like a virus, not unlike the Wuhan coronavirus throughout the country. And so that's why many times we say, as California goes, so goes the rest of the country. But it's even worse than that, because this guy, Gavin Newsom, who is a Marxist socialist, but I think he's also got some very troubling, deep psychological problems that date back to when he was beat up in school because he can't read, and many other fundamental core problems with Gavin Newsom right down to his hair that we don't even know about. This man is, is very troubled. I would love to get one of my psychologist friends, and maybe I'll, I'll bring them on the program and, and deconstruct this guy. Right down to the way he does up and down with his heels. That always bothered me when people walk that way. When they don't just walk, they walk with their heels and they lift themselves up. Well, this guy, when he talks, if you notice at his news conferences, if he's standing up, he lifts his heels up all the time to make himself feel bigger, I think. I don't know. I'm not the shrink. But this woman, straight out of Compton, is speaking the truth about this country and about this state of California and about its leadership. And you better care. You better care in New Jersey. You better care in Nebraska and Oklahoma and in Texas. You better care because he and what he's doing in his state is a cancer and it is 
bound to spread unless the cancer is removed. Gavin Newsom is a cancer. I don't care what you think about California. California may be too far gone. I don't know. But we have to pick our battles. And this is a battle worth fighting. And that's what this woman straight out of Compton believes. Roll tape. And the governor of this state wants to tell us that we can't worship our God. We can't see our family. Hell no. Stop tape. She speaks for millions of Californians. And millions of Californians who are afraid to speak up. Millions of Californians who voted for this guy, who either don't want to admit what a huge mistake they made, or they're afraid for some sort of retaliation. This woman and everyone involved in RecallGavin2020.com are brave patriots. Because, not unlike our forefathers, the framers of the Constitution and the forefathers for this country who fought in a civil war, um, in, a, in a revolutionary war, they risked their lives. They risked their livelihoods. Every signer of the Declaration of Independence was signing their own death warrant. It is about time that we live up to our heritage and do the same damn thing at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level. It is borderline pitchfork time in this republic. And it is well past pitchfork time in California. And so this woman speaks the truth. Hell no, Governor Newsom. Hell no. He's running around issuing edict after edict after edict. Nobody's listening. Ah, but the problem is these municipalities are scared to death, so they're enforcing While most of California residents aren't listening, the local municipalities are because they know they would be punished by the Marxists in Sacramento if they didn't capitulate. A little bit more from this woman. Roll tape. Gavin Newsom, before you go to hell, I pray that you get your life right. Stop tape. Okay, prayer is big here, and and I'm, I'm with her. I'm with her. Um, I sure let's pray for Gavin Newsom's soul, but we also have to act, and that's why I have volunteered to help out with the recall Gavin2020.com. Now, I will, I will tell you when this recall effort hit in I think it was June of 2020, I said to myself, and I said rhetorically on, on, on the air, what has changed? And I looked at the polling, and I see Gavin Newsom has a 65% approval rating in the middle of COVID? Now, I don't necessarily believe that number. I believe it's a poll that maybe was commissioned, not unlike during the presidential race, to shape public opinion and say, oh, look, he's got such a high approval rating, he must be doing something right. Gavin Newsom is doing everything right, from a Marxist perspective. He's doing everything wrong from a constitutional perspective. And he has now quadrupled down on his stay-at-home order and edict after edict after edict. And he's, he's divvied up the state of California. It's a huge state, right? 35, 40 million people. 
He's divvied it up, I think, into five sectors. As if you can do that. He's got Santa Barbara and San Diego and the desert, Death Valley and Tahoe, all listed in one area. He's out of his mind. He is truly out of his mind. He's reckless. He's dangerous. He's dangerous to 35, 40 million people. And he's killing the economy in California. And it is not based on science. It's based on a political ideology and a political goal. What is the ultimate goal for Gavin Newsom? I'm not in his head. I don't know. But I know the ultimate goal for any Marxist is all the same. And that is control of the people through government. No freedom, no liberty. How much of the liberty that has been stolen in 2020 by this Marxist socialist in Sacramento, the governor of California, will never be returned to the people of California? If the people of California don't speak up now and slap down this governor and recall him, California and California residents will never, ever recover from this tailspin. California is in a massive tailspin. Business after business, HP, Tesla, you name it, they're all leaving. They're all going to Texas or Arizona or what have you, and they're bringing their radical politics with them. So so if you're in Texas, you don't care about recalling this guy? You should, because people from California are moving to Texas, and they're going to turn your red state blue. It's happening in Arizona. This malfeasance during the election we saw is a direct result of all of these liberals moving to Arizona. How do you like it, Arizona? How do you like it? Last I checked, you liked your guns, didn't you? Last I checked, you liked your police, didn't you? Last I checked, you you didn't mind having your children taught about the United States Constitution. Well, just you wait. Your guns, your liberty... Your way of life, they're all under assault as we speak. And Texas, you're next. You care about the Lone Star State? Then you better care about recalling this governor in California because it's going to spread like the cancer that it is. So PBS does a little report. Where are the COVID-19 outbreaks? As if you don't need more proof that this is a political response and not a medical response. So they went to San Diego and they, they, they collated these numbers. This is, again, this is PBS. Where are the outbreaks? At least 208 outbreaks in the last month have occurred in restaurants like Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there's a common theme, by the way. Olive Garden, Cheesecake Factory, Denny's, The Broken Yolk. Those are all places I don't eat. Let's put it that way. Uh, at least 205 outbreaks have occurred in businesses, all businesses, from car repair to uh, to banking. Okay, so you're keeping score at home. 208 at restaurants, which are shut down by the governor because they're massive spreaders. 208 in restaurants, 205 in regular old businesses. Oh. You better shut them down, Governor. You better shut down everything. Now, wait, there's more. At least 125 outbreaks have occurred in large retailers like Walmart and Costco. Oh, wait a minute. I thought the virus couldn't go to Walmart and Costco. Only went to churches. Only went to my gym. 
that I can't walk in the door and use. I thought that the virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, wasn't able to spread in Walmart and Costco. And by the way, by the way, there is not one documented case that I know of of the Wuhan coronavirus being spread from an inanimate object to a human being. If you know of one, send it to me. Send it to me. Yet, the economy's in shambles. The latest numbers are for California. The um, unemployment rate, I think, is around 8 point something uh, percent. 8.2 percent, the unemployment rate in California. That's pretty bad. And that doesn't even reflect the draconian latest lockdown from the governor. And he says, Merry Christmas in his latest update. Guess what? The draconian lockdown for the state of California is going to continue. Roll tape. Uh, as it relates to the stay at home that we are likely, I think it's pretty self-evident, uh, going to need to extend those original dates. You may recall that the expiration in San Joaquin County was on the 28th of this month in Southern California, the 30th of this month. Stop that. This is a joke. This is like a bad Saturday Night Live skit. And by the way, he's smiling when he says this. Well, it's, uh, it's set to expire on the 28th, and then uh, the other was set to expire on the 30th. He's making this stuff up, folks. This is not based on science. It's based on some cockamamie formula he's got in his head. And I'll tell you what else it's based on. I'll tell you what else it's based on. It's based on this recall. If you're a Marxist socialist, like Gavin Newsom is, And he saw that there's a judge that said, wait a minute, the recall effort in in, um, the summer and fall uh, was shut down effectively by the governor. We're going to have to extend it four months. I bet you the blood drained out of his slick hair at that moment in time. He's saying, oh, no. Oh, no. Wait a minute. They might just get this thing done. They might just actually recall me is what he's thinking now. Right. And so if you're a Marxist governor of a state and you're facing a recall and you want to shut it down, what would you do? What would you do? What would you do to try and shut down the signature gathering process? And that's the way it works in California. It's very simple. You collect enough signatures. You get if you collect enough, they have to be, of course, certified by the the counties first and the secretary of state um, and in 2003 that's it's a pretty good model we'll talk about more uh, more about that in a moment but but the bottom line is people have to go out and collect signatures well how can you do that if you're shut down how can you do that if you have a quote stay at home order how can you do that if you're shutting businesses down how can you do that if you're telling people to barricade at home how can you do that If you're destroying people's liberty and telling them that they're not allowed to assemble and go about their state and travel, you're shutting down the recall process. But it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Because the folks who are running the recall got some really bad advice. And they sat on somewhere in the order of 800,000 signatures. 
800,000. So if you look at the Secretary of State website in California, the number has been stuck at, at, at the recall. The number of signatures at around 55,000 since July, July, August, September, October. And people go to that and the, or the press goes to it and they say, oh, look, it's not going to work. Well, this was stupid. Okay, fine. The damage is done. Now 800,000 signatures are dropping. 800,000 are dropping. That is halfway to the promised land. And the judge issues this order. You got four extra months because of the shutdown. <laughs> you know, and the, and the uh, attorney general, Javier Becerra, or as Joe Biden would say, Javier Baccarera, didn't even put up a fight. Didn't even try and defend itself in court. They laid down. They said, okay, fine. You win. We, we. How could you argue against this, right? How could you argue, well, no, no, we weren't shut down, or no, people weren't told to barricade at home, or no, we didn't shut businesses down, or no, we didn't destroy the California economy. How could you argue that in court? So it was no contest. Judge says four more months. All right. So the recall has until March 17th now. Yes, March 17th. Doesn't that sound familiar? Well, it should. St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day is the deadline, but the goal is to get the 1.6 plus plus. You probably want to get somewhere around 2 million signatures, 800,000 right now. You want to get in the order of 2 million uh, signatures. And remember, California, 35, 40, well, let's say 35 million legal residents, probably 5 million illegal, illegal residents. Uh... That should be doable. That should be doable out of L.A. County. L.A. County, 10 million people. You mean to tell me there aren't a million or so pissed off people in L.A. County? (laughs) Why there wouldn't be 10 million pissed off people in L.A. County, uh, I do not know. And many of them are Democrats. Many of them are people who voted for Gavin Newsom, but they are understanding that Gavin Newsom is a cancer. Joining me now from outside of Sacramento, California, is Andrea Hedstrom. She is a goat farmer who once voted for Gavin Newsom, but has had a change of heart. What has made your heart change, Andrea? Well, it isn't just my heart, but I would say I've been evaluating the evidence because what I see is a governor who has completely run amok. He has changed 400 laws by executive order just since the lockdown, and he's behaving rather like a tyrant. Um, I have a lot of friends who don't have school for their children. Their businesses are closing permanently. And it seems like every week, someone I knew, know is up and moving to Texas with good reason. Yeah, and, and the so, governor will, will say to you and other people in California, hey, it's all based on the science. But clearly, it's not based on the science. If you can go to Costco and mingle with thousands of people, but you can't go to your church and mingle with people and, and pray to God, correct? Absolutely. 100%. And I'm not even a religious person. And for someone to be told that they cannot fellowship in their faith community, to me, that just suggests there's something else going on and it's not good. 
because that is a right that is protected by the Constitution. We're talking about basic things in California that have gone away. Freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. And I cannot for one minute believe this is actually about a virus. Now, you liked Gavin Newsom so much that you named a son about nine years ago, Gavin. Tell me about that, 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 that you actually uh, admired this person at one yes. point. It's true. It's absolutely true. My son, Gavin, will be nine next week. And uh, my family and I are not originally from California, but we moved here about nine and a half years ago when I was pregnant with my third child. And I grew up on the West Coast, so there was a little bit of a kind of a fixation on California as being the place that has it all together, being the most progressive, being the most inclusive, these kinds of things. So I feel like it was kind of a, a collision of of things that came together at the moment that my first son was born. We had just moved to California and um, I had a cousin in the room who was named Dwayne, but I did not name this child Dwayne Gavin. I named him Gavin Dwayne because I had that much admiration for who was at the time the lieutenant governor. Well, maybe you can and call him Dwayne now instead of Gavin. I know he's going to need therapy, right? My poor child. No, it's a great name anyway. It's a standalone name. I still love the name, but I'm really upset with the governor because yeah, he doesn't. Don't, just don't call him Gavin Newsom and you'll be fine now. Right, right, right. Totally. You, yeah. You have uh, not just been disappointed by this governor and you have not only been harmed uh, with your constitutional rights, your liberty has been crushed, but you have joined the effort. You've internalized this and you have decided to get active and activated. And you are now part of the volunteer army that's trying to recall this governor, recall Gavin2020.com is the website. And so you are now one of the volunteer leaders of this effort. Yes, I'm very involved. And I even bought a bullhorn. And it's sort of this project is selling itself. Because once you talk about what this governor is doing, people are rushing to sign the recall, because the evidence is there. This is not someone who's caring for his people. And I think I used the word earlier, run amok. And I really see that that's what he's done. And so as soon as people have the information, they want to sign because their lives are being so dramatically affected day to day. I mean, for a family of mine, like mine, for instance, going without school is a problem. I'm not saying California schools are good or anything like that, but just to function in life for people with children not to have school, that's a huge deal. At no, the same I, I time, got, I got an email from a teenage boy not long ago in San Diego who said, hey, I'm really struggling with this mentally. And his peers are struggling with this, that they miss the interaction with their fellow students. Did they miss the ritual of of going to school? You know, you never th thought that you would hear kids say this, but this is being this is damaging them. And it could be damn. Hopefully it's temporary, but it's damaging them permanently, in my opinion, to some degree. And so what I'm telling Californians now, there are a lot of people like you who voted for Gavin Newsom but now have realized what kind of damage he has done to the state. And it's not time for a hard sell, as you noted, right? Maybe in June, it was, it was a hard sell. Why do we want to recall him? Well, now, here it is, uh, December 2020. Let us count the ways of the reasons to recall Gavin Newsom. 
And so it's, it's important, I think, now to reach out to Democrats and say, hey, Absolutely. look at how your life has been stolen, whether it's your child's graduation from high school or college or your family vacation or your family business. Gavin right. Newsom has stolen a chunk of your life you're never going to get back. It's 100% true. And that's why as I'm out doing this recall effort, we have many Democrats coming to sign because they're driving on the same crappy roads. They're dealing with all the same stuff that, you know, he's dished out. And frankly, that the Democrats uh, from the level of policy have have been creating over time for California. And I think, you know, Gavin Newsom sort of represents the pinnacle of the corruption. Yep. And, and we say, God bless you, uh, Andrea, keep up the good fight. We hope that uh, you get this past the finish line uh, by March 17th, which is a deadline. There will be enough signatures to trigger the, the recall election. Keep up the good fight. Keep using that bullhorn. And we'll let you get back to milking your goats. Thanks very much. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. So the model is 2003. In 2003, I was anchoring the news in San Diego, and I've told this story before. I'll tell it again real quick, and that is I kept going to the news director, Fred D'Ambrosi. You know who you are, Fat Freddy. And I kept telling him, hey, there's going to be a recall of the governor. No, <laughs> you're... <laughs> a couple weeks pass. They start getting more signatures. Hey, there's going to be a recall of the governor. <laughs> they laughed at me. They laughed at me. You're a right-wing nut, they would say. And then, and then they got to the promised land. Back then in 2003, all they needed was close to 900,000 signatures. In the end, they got 1.6 million signatures. This was in 2003. And that was over a Gray Davis gas tax or whatever tax it was. I can't remember. It was a tax that people said, hey, you know what? You betrayed us. We're going to recall you. 1.6 million signatures later. Yes, The residents of California recalled Gray Davis and Arnold Schwarzenegger in that same election. It's a binary choice when you have a special election like this. There's two questions. One, do you want to recall the governor? Do you want him to continue to be governor, yes or no? And then the second choice is, out of the list of, back then in 2003, 160 candidates, including Larry Flint, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Cruz Busamonte finished second. He was the lieutenant governor, and that was quite controversial. People don't even know who the hell the lieutenant governor in California is. Some woman who's got a last name nobody can pronounce. She might throw her... Yeah, good luck on that one, right? I think Eric Swalwell would have a better shot at governor in in California. And who knows? He should be thrown out of Congress, of course. Maybe he will throw his hat in the ring when, when he's thrown out of Congress. I don't know. I don't think he will be thrown out of Congress. Be that as it may, the third vote getter, by the way. So, so Schwarzenegger got 4.2 million votes and Cruz Bustamante got about 2 million votes. And a guy named Tom McClintock, I don't know if you remember him, but he's a pretty conservative kind of guy. He got 1.1 million votes. So if you, if you, those are the, by far the top three vote getters, everybody else including um, uh, Gary Coleman, the actor, and he was running. A lot of people threw their hats in the ring. Yeah, it would be wonderful if a Clint Eastwood would step up in a situation, right? And people say, oh, Clint's too old. Well, you know what? <laughs> Joe Biden's too old. I don't know where Clint Eastwood stands. I know he's been a little bit erratic 
But I would take Clint Eastwood over the Marxists in, in Sacramento. So, so they got 1.6 million signatures back in 2003. And so here's my point. My point is, is that this can be done. It absolutely can be done. The model, one of the models anyway, is 2003. And... The folks who are doing recall Gavin 2020 are largely trying to follow uh, that model. They've set up an army, a small army of people to get this thing done. If you go to the website, recallgavin2020.com, and again, you people in Texas, rolling your eyes, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I would support them. You don't have to give them money if you don't want to. Just give them whatever kind of publicity Whatever kind of support you, you have folks you, that you know in California. If I were you, I would support them uh, one way or another. So this is a, what I would call a short-term fix for a, a really decrepit situation in California. And the reason why I say it's short-term is because, let's face it, if there is a recall election and enough people say, yes, recall the governor and then vote for person X in that second question that I talked about, Person X could easily be as bad as Newsom, right? Newsom wants to be your president, by the way. And each iteration of these radicals gets worse. Barack Obama was worse than Bill Clinton, right? Well, Kamala Kamala Homewrecker Harris is worse than Barack Obama. And Gavin Newsom is worse than Kamala Homewrecker Harris. So the each iteration gets worse and worse and worse. And don't you know that Gavin Newsom has his eyeballs, his beady eyeballs on the White House. And if the people of California trash him with a recall, then that is a black mark, I think. I could be wrong, but I think a politician could not recover from. You know, when Gray Davis was recalled, he went off into the, the pastures somewhere and and Jerry Brown said, hmm, let me think about this. Oh, I'll just make my, my second coming. I still don't understand that one, how Jerry Brown could serve two terms in the 70s and in the, into the early 80s, and then two terms uh, more recently, I, without even the mainstream media saying, hey, wait a minute, technically that's not a violation of the California Constitution, but for all intents and purposes, it's a violation of the California Constitution, yet he's elected twice. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Okay, so this is a short-term solution. But California needs a long-term fix. And you can go to my website, fixcalifornia.com. This is my plan to try and stuff the, the genie back in the bottle in California for once and for all. And that is to use the California Constitution to fix California. California has what I would call a, a low threshold, a problem, if you will, in the ballot initiative process. It doesn't take very many signatures. It takes a heck of a lot less to get a ballot initiative than it does to, to recall a governor. And because this threshold is so low, the California Constitution has been changed more than 500 times, believe it or not. Now, the framers of the California Constitution probably never envisioned that to happen. But it has. And so my proposal, without getting into grave detail right now, is to use this loophole to create a ballot initiative with, with all these fundamental 
changes, all these foundational changes to the California Constitution. So you don't have a governor running amok anymore and you devolve control of Sacramento down to the county level. How important have the counties obviously become during the COVID-19 response by government? There are 58 counties in California, and my plan is to devolve and give veto power, if you will, to the boards of supervisors at at the county level. And I think the framers of the Constitution, the framers of the California Constitution, would applaud my suggestion because in the end, they always wanted the people to be closest to government. And there's no way that the people are close to their governor in California, nor their assembly, nor their Senate. But they're closer physically, at least, and potentially um, philosophically closer to their boards of supervisors. So that is my plan at GrahamLedger.com. GrahamLedger.com. Fix California. You can also see the Ledger Register question for right now that's going to continue up there and through uh, January 20th. And that is, who will be sworn in as President of the United States on January 20th, 2021? And your choices are Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or Nancy Pelosi. And I will say again, if Nancy Pelosi is sworn in on January 20th, 2021, then we're on the right track. It means that, yes, the people will not be disenfranchised potentially by a corrupt election and that some of these state legislatures and some of these members of Congress have grown a constitutional spine and are speaking up for at least 74, 75 million Americans, if not more, and saying, now, wait a minute, there's no way these anomalies that took place in Michigan and in Georgia and in Pennsylvania, and in Wisconsin, and Arizona, there's no way these, quote, anomalies for Joe Biden are possible without some sort of nefarious activity uh, driving them. So that is the question, who will be sworn in on January 20th, 2021. But the fight in California is one that is worth fighting, and it's going to continue on past the inauguration date of January 20th, 2021. We have until March 17th. To get rid of the Marxist governor in California, it's a crucial, crucial time in California because, as I said before, what often happens in California spreads, unfortunately, and most of it is negative throughout the rest of the country. So if you're a California resident, even if you're not, but in particular, if you're a California resident, now is the time to fight. It is fight or flight time In California, and I, for one, being a native Californian, I'm going to go down fighting. This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way. The Archives Library of Congress, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.